0: Welcome back to the Knock On Sports and joining me right now on the Whitefish Credit Union hotline. Good friend of the show. It is Sam Herder from Hero Sports and Bet MGM as we talk a little FCS College Spring Football. Sam, great to chat with you once again, man. Hope you're doing well.
1: Yeah, things are going good. Uh, happy to be back on. Don't know how many more, how many more of these uh, we'll have, but uh, uh, yeah, certainly a lot to talk about uh, on this one.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I know Sam's alluding to my announcement today that I am uh, resigning as the sports director at KGEZ. Uh, The show will only last for about another week and a half, and then I will be uh, back in Florida. But I know I'll be definitely staying in touch with Sam and uh, the whole crew there at uh, Hero Sports. And uh, Sam, first off, and and you kind of alluded to, but I do want to say this right off the bat. I want to say thank you for always coming on the show when I ask you to. Um, you've been a great resource and a great friend. And uh, like I said, I, you, you've made my show better when I've had you on talking FCS football.
1: Well, I, yeah, I definitely uh, appreciate that. And I know Brian and I have always been happy to to join the show, uh, talk about FCS in a state where uh, I mean, he, I don't, I don't know if you can find two more passionate, uh, you know, a fan bases in the whole state of Montana where it's either Montana or Montana State. I think that's hard to rival, in, in any other state. So we're always happy to, kind of have a, a bit of a presence in, in the state of Montana, and always been a blast to to, to do these segments.
0: Sam, jumping right in here. Let's talk about this. And, you know, last time I had John, we talked about some teams opting out. Well, now we've seen a couple more opt out in the middle of the season. What have you thought about the teams that have opted out now?
1: Yeah, you know, again, and I'm not just saying this because I'm obviously in favor of, of continuing the FCS season. Uh, but again, you know, I think I said Illinois State, that didn't surprise me a whole lot. And the same thing with this week, Cal Poly and Chattanooga. Those also didn't necessarily shock me. Um, you know, I, Chattanooga actually, I, I knew that was coming, uh, so that didn't surprise me. Cal Poly, I, I didn't. I, I guess I didn't see it coming, but at the same time, I was surprised Cal Poly even played in the first place. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, they had, uh, you know, such a, a challenging time leading up to the season where they couldn't practice for a while. Um, you know they've been down a lot of players with injuries they lost their last two games by a combined you know i think it's close to 100 points if not over 100 points uh, and so when they came out with their announcements uh, it was just yeah you know it wasn't wasn't a shocker um and o- only been three teams so far uh so 89 of the 92 teams are still uh, on board and you know just just reaching out and and, and seeing other stuff on twitter uh, when people ask coaches if 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 they plan to continue the season a lot of, a lot of coaches say yeah uh, we we plan to finish uh, our players want to play um and i think john stoglemeier the the, uh, the south Dakota state head coach who a uh, veteran head coach i think he's one of the more respected head coaches uh, in the fcs among other head coaches just because he does things the right way and you know he's been around a, a long time uh, you know he had a quote that says he believes they're doing the right thing by continuing to play so uh, i mean will, will there be more midseason opt outs probably but I don't think it's going to be, you know, forty teams opting out. It's in the next two or three weeks.
0: I was going to say, do you feel like any of the opt-outs have had any impact for playoff teams at this point?
1: Well, Chattanooga definitely. Uh, you know, they were three and zero in the in the SoCon, and then they rested basically all of their starters last week uh, and lost their la- their their first game, their first SoCon game to Mercer. Uh, and you know, that's kind of when I started asking around, you know, saying, Hey, this team was three and zero. they were, you know, in the lead for first place in the SoCon had the auto bid, uh, a chance at the auto bid. Why are they resting their starters? And, you know, that's when I was basically told that, and I already knew that Chattanooga wasn't all that excited about playing in the spring anyways. Uh, but that's when I was told that yeah they're they're basically folding it up and and you know looking toward looking toward the fall and you know I was told even if Chattanooga did make the playoffs they were they were going to decline their bid just because they didn't have any interest in in playing in the spring so that 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 opt out did have an impact on the playoff pitcher uh, just because it appeared Chattanooga was on its way to making the playoffs mm-hmm. uh, and so that that is that is one that does impact the playoff pitcher.
0: Right now, we are with Sam Herter from Hero Sports and Bet MGM as we are discussing FCS College Spring Football. We'll get Sam's thoughts on, unfortunately, the postponement of North Dakota State versus South Dakota State, and we'll get his thoughts on the big matchup in the Big Sky Conference. That's all next here on the Knock on Sports. Think about where you were one year ago today. What were you planning for? Whether or not you planned for a new challenge, you got it. And most importantly, you succeeded. Cooking at home learning at home, and banking at home. At Whitefish Credit Union, we understand you've been through a lot. And as you move through the year, just know we'll be right there at your side. This year, next year, and always. Whitefish Credit Union. Subject to membership eligibility. The FCS Spring College football season continues to move along. It's had its bumps and uh, you know what? We still have some exciting football going on. We'll talk about some exciting matchups here with Sam Herder who is joining us on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline from Hero Sports and Bet MGM in just a little bit. But first off, Sam, I was really looking forward to you. When I when I got you when I was texting you and wanting to get you on the show, I was hoping we have a chance to kind of preview South Dakota State versus North Dakota State. Uh, unfortunately, that game is not going to happen. That's going to be a couple weeks away that's going to happen. April. April. April seventeenth. From what it sounds like, Uh, so what do you think about this? And uh, obviously, I understand why North Dakota State uh, moved it. I'm glad they're able to at least postpone it. But what do you think about this? Unfortunately, not happening this weekend.
1: Yeah, it's certainly tough uh, because I was ready to to write a a big article about the what's at stake for this game because I do think the winner was probably well on its way to getting the number one seed in the playoffs, assuming they don't lose again. Just because while both teams have one loss. Uh, you know, whoever wins this game would have, I want to say, three ranked wins, and so I think a one-loss NDSU team with three ranked wins would probably get a higher seed than maybe an, an undefeated Weber State team with with only you know one ranked win, and so the stakes for this one uh, certainly were high. It's a good thing that they do have that open dates uh, on the last week of the regular season to make up this game because it is it is a huge one, and you know the the vibe I'm kind of getting uh, with NDSU is. They they feel pretty good about being able to play uh, next week. I believe they play at Northern Iowa next week, and so I don't. I hopefully this doesn't trickle over into next week. Uh, it, it seems like kind of what I get the, the vibe of. It, 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 was, it it's less COVID positive cases and more contact tracing uh, that forced NDSU to uh, postpone this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the NCAA still has pretty strict contact tracing uh, policies. And so, uh, and I don't know specifically, uh, you know, who tested positive obviously, or what position group. So this is strictly just an example, but if, you know, let's say an offensive lineman tested positive and four other offensive linemen were in close contact with that player, but they test negative, you know, that, that, that they, they, those players still have to go under quarantine for a number of days. And that means you can't practice. You, I mean, you can't play with, you know, only, five or six available offensive linemen or, you know, kind of any position group like that. So I don't, it doesn't sound like it's a massive outbreak with positive cases. It just sounds like the contact tracing. Once they did the contact tracing, it was, yeah, this, whatever position group it was, maybe it was more than one. We we just don't have enough players. And so we're going to, uh, we're going to have to cancel this game. That's the vibe I'm getting from NDSU.
0: Sam, if, if again, I know we're going to see this game in a couple of weeks, but I don't know if I'm going to have the chance to ask you this question. But at the end of the day, when this game is played, uh, obviously somebody's going to lose this game. If they Whoever loses, is this really going to hurt them in terms of uh, playoffs or playoff seeding? Could this really hurt them if somebody else has a stronger case for another conference?
1: I think the loser uh, very likely will not get a playoff seed, but I think the loser still would make the playoffs. Uh, you know, a, a six and two NDSU team, uh, you know, probably probably would still make the playoffs. Uh, in my opinion, I think even a a two loss South Dakota State team uh, would probably still make the playoffs. Uh, uh, South Dakota State might be a little tougher, just because there is a chance that UND uh, finishes the season five and one. They have a head to head against South Dakota State. Uh, there also is a chance where Missouri State could finish 5-1, and one, uh, and they did not play uh, South Dakota State, and their one loss was to North Dakota State, so there is a scenario where if South if South Dakota State loses, they very well could not make the playoffs, um, just depending on how things shake out, but I do think a, a two-loss NDSU team, if they were to lose the Dakota marker game, would probably still get in because they have that, that, that big head-to-head win against UND, and so a 5 and 1 UND team versus a 6 and 2 NDSU team. I think NDSU would get in over UND because they have that big head to head win.
0: Talking about a game that is going to happen this week, Sam, give me your thoughts on UC Davis taking on Eastern Washington.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I think this is a playoff elimination game. Uh, you know, assuming Weber State wins out and finishes undefeated to get the auto bid. Uh, The the Big Sky should get one at-large bid. Uh, I would be very surprised if they got two at-large bids. And so that that one at-large bid is basically going to come down to UC Davis, Eastern Washington, and Idaho as well because Idaho has one loss and and has the head-to-head against against Eastern Washington, and then UC Davis has one loss, a a head-to-head win over Idaho. And so I think the loser of this UC Davis-Eastern Washington game uh, we'll, we'll obviously have their second loss, and we'll most likely, very, very likely, be eliminated uh, from the playoffs.
0: This is an exciting game for me because I'll tell you what, Sam. I don't know if I thought UC Davis would be as strong as they have been here this season. Uh, I know Eastern Washington; they have a ton of talent as well. But let's let me get your thoughts. If UC Davis does come out of this, how big a threat do you think they are uh, in terms of the playoff picture?
1: Yeah, I don't know if I would put them in the national title picture, per se, but I think depending on matchups, which, uh, you know, it's funny. You know, you win one game and you're already in the quarterfinals, and so when you say it, a team could be a quarterfinalist, uh, you know, that just means that it, you, it's only required to, to win one game. But, mm-hmm. I mean, if UC Davis makes the playoffs, they're very likely to be matched up against San Diego, uh, assuming san diego gets the, the pioneer football league uh, auto bid um, and so i do think uc davis could be a quarterfinal team uh potentially could push uh a team in the quarterfinals um you know that they did have a, a really close game against weber state and that's kind of what made a lot of people around the country kind of open their eyes to uc davis that they that they uh you know they, they push a the top team like weber state but yeah i mean this uh, the team still has a lot of talented players coming back from previous teams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously with Jake Mayer gone, that, that's a huge loss. But H- but Hunter Rodriguez has come in uh, and filled in just fine. I mean, Alonzo Gilliam is a, is an All American level. Uh, level running back to kind of of, uh, balance out that that passing attack. Uh, Offensive line has had some young players, but now they're maturing. Uh, You know, the defense has uh, a lot of players coming back as well. So this is uh, a team that made the quarterfinals and very nearly the semifinals in 2018, and they still have some dudes uh, that were a part of those teams on on this year's roster uh, that are now juniors and seniors. So, um, you know, I didn't have huge expectations for UC Davis this Mm -hmm. year just because of that quarterback spot, but, you know, all it took was for them to to find someone to fill Jake Mayer's shoes uh, to really be a good team, and they've certainly found that guy with Rodriguez.
0: Sam, I'm curious your thoughts on this because, I mean, obviously not the entire Big Sky Conference is playing right now. Um, NAU did make things tight on Weber State for sure, but how much of what we're seeing in the spring do you think will translate To the fall. I mean, obviously, it's tough to tell because the Montana schools aren't playing. Obviously, Cal Poly is now opting out. Um, But how much do you think what we're seeing from the teams that are playing will translate to the fall once everybody everybody's back?
1: Yeah, I think um, playing in playing this spring is going to have a lot of benefits. Um, you know strictly obviously if you if you're a team that that gets really beat up and has a lot of serious injuries you know that this this spring season isn't going to be beneficial but if you have pretty good luck and you don't suffer a lot of injuries I, I do think playing in the spring will be valuable just because you know you, you get those game reps in for your players you kind of know who you have uh, you've built depth you know which players can make plays in games which players can't and all that so I I do think you know, if UC Davis goes on to to make the playoffs, maybe win a game, uh, have a, has a competitive game in the in the quarterfinals, I do think that will translate to the the, the fall season uh, and and would put them up there. Maybe not as the Big Sky favorite because, like you said, Sacramento State and the Montana schools aren't playing. But you would certainly have to factor in UC Davis as a playoff team and saying, all right, you know, this team is going to be a factor in the Big Sky because they, assuming they don't have any transfers, they're returning most of their players from that successful spring season. And, you know, that should translate right into the fall season.
0: Sam, taking a look at the rest of the slate for this weekend, what other games are you keeping an eye on?
1: Yeah, the, uh, the James mass and Richmond game, uh, is, is massive. Both teams are undefeated in the, in, in the CAA South division. Uh, there is a scenario where the loser of this game, uh, is out of the playoffs. You know, if, if, You know, let's say Richmond wins and and goes on to win out and goes undefeated, and then Delaware goes undefeated in the CAA North. Uh, You know, that's two CAA teams right there in the playoffs. I don't know if the CAA gets a third team into the playoffs, and so a a five and one or six and one Gmu team certainly could get left out uh, of the field. So this is a massive game. Um, You know, another game that might be a bit off the radar is San Diego plays Davidson. Uh, both teams are undefeated in, in the Pioneer Football League. Uh, San Diego has like a 40-something game winning streak in the Pioneer Football League, is, has really dominated that that conference. But Davidson is is, is a good team. Uh, they pushed Elon out of the CAA earlier this spring. A really good rushing attack, uh, and so you know we'll see if if Davidson can can challenge San Diego and, and maybe hand them their first loss. So that, that's another big game in the playoff picture.
0: Right now, we are with Sam Herder from Hero Sports and Bet MGM as we are talking about the FCS spring college football season. Sam, I know you've been putting this out there, uh, kind of just looking at the bracket, the bracketology of spring football. But who are some teams right now that are on your bubble for making the playoffs?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, the, the, the bubble is certainly going to be uh, it, it's, it's it's going to be really packed because there's going to be a number of of teams with, with two losses that are on the are on the bubble, and I think once you suffer that third loss, you're probably out. Mm -hmm. Uh, One interesting team is Missouri State that might go against that because the Bears are four and four overall, but three of those losses came in the fall. Uh, Two two of them were, were both against Central Arkansas, and the third was against Oklahoma, but Missouri State is four and one right now. In the Missouri Valley Football Conference, and I think they only have one more game left on their schedule. And so, if they finish five and one with the one loss to NDSU, you know, possibly could be uh, in the playoffs. And we'll see how the committee values them. Uh, I also have Richmond on the bubble right now. You know, like I said, if they beat James Madison, that would uh, and, and finish undefeated. That would certainly get them in the playoff field. Uh, ETSU is, is the number two SoCon team. They're on the bubble. Uh, then Idaho as well. I kind of mentioned that. Uh, the three-team race for the at-large between UC Davis, Eastern Washington, and Idaho. Um, right now, I have UC Davis as my favorite out of those three to make the playoffs. And so that means Eastern Washington and Idaho are, are both on the bubble for me right now.
0: Sam, if people want to catch your work in the latest, how can they do that?
1: They can follow me on Twitter at Sam FCS, and then our website is heroesports.com.
0: Sam, really appreciate the time and appreciate the insight as well. And hopefully before I leave, we will chat one more time as we talk FCS spring college football.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm hoping so. Uh, Thanks again for uh, having me on.